coming up next on the Passionately Married podcast. How do I enjoy pleasure again? How do I heal my body mm-hmm. and make that connection, at, you know, disconnect from the pain and enjoy the pleasure? And I find that this happens a lot for women during this postpartum phase that where they actually start to internalize that they are not able to be intimate with their, their spouse. They start to feel a lot of guilt about it um, because they don't know what's going on with them. They think there's something wrong with them and they don't know how to communicate it. Welcome to the show where each and every week, Pam and I try to frame conversations, give actions and conversation starters, address topics that are going on in the nation just to help propel life and married life forward. Right. Because let's face it, we can all be bogged down. We can all have things going on that get kind of crazy or heavy or busy or distracting. And one of the constants we hope happens in your life is your relationship, Mm -hmm. is your marriage. Mm -hmm. Because we all go through seasons. Some of them are easier. Some of them are not so easy. Some of them are downright hard and difficult. Right. But most of of them are workable, right? Uh, Everything. I heard this the other day. um, Everything is figure outable. Okay, I'll take the phraseology. Because <laughs> I think it's it's true, because how many things happen in life, and it's like, ah, I don't know, I can't figure it out. And so I heard that, well, no, it is figure-outable. Right. We can figure something out if we give it enough time, find the research. Yeah. As we say with our kids, yet. Right. That is a key word. I, I don't know how to do this, yet. That's, that is true. Well, if you got some <laughs> feedback for the show, or if there's something we've missed, and if you've been listening, or if you're just checking out right now, and you're listening with a critical ear of wonder if they're going to miss anything, and if we if we do, or you want to add something to the conversation, let us know. Call us at two one four seven zero two nine five six five, or feedback at passionatelymarried.net. Well, coming up today on the show in the regular version is Brianna Carey, who's a relationship and intimacy coach. That mm-hmm. she deals specifically in the world of pregnancy and postpartum, uh, intimacy surrounding that. Oh, that's amazing because so many people, that's a serious issue. They it, don't even think about that yes, when they say, I want to have kids. Over the years of our show, we've had emails that have come in that's like, yeah, I went to the hospital to deliver our first and I came home a different person. Mm-hmm. Not only with another person, mm-hmm. but I came home a different person. Yeah. And it has dramatically impacted everything. Yeah. And well, I love her question in here too. Uh, she at one point in here she says um, that women need to ask themselves in that situation, "How do I enjoy pleasure again?" Right. And and I read into this so many things. In so many of the episodes we have, we talk about um, women who maybe just don't even know what they want in the first place. Mm-hmm. And so it really does take initiative on our own part to figure out how do I enjoy pleasure? And this says again, but many of us don't even know before that happens, how do I enjoy Mm -hmm. pleasure? And and so I think this is a really, it's a good hit on looking at yourself. Regardless of where you are. Yeah. Taking, taking ownership of where I am. And then of course it gets into the the male side of things too, but uh, that's one, that's a highlight for me of looking at. Where am I and how can I do this again? And on the extended content today, which is deeper, longer, and there are no ads, you can subscribe and join the conversation and get a whole lot more information by going to passionatelymarried.net forward slash academy. Uh, Brianna and I continue the conversation where 
some of the tools and things they've come up with, mm-hmm. um, with a touch game and then a board meeting. Oh, is, interesting. Is some of okay. the ideas they've come, they've come up with that have really helped their relationship and their clients that they work with. Okay. So all that's coming up on today's show. It's a privilege to welcome to the show today, Brianna Carey, a relationship and intimacy coach that uh, works a lot from the information I've got of you, Brianna, is uh, you really try to dive into helping women, and but mm-hmm. then that's going to spill out into both sets of the partners, uh, men and women. Obviously, mm-hmm. if you're keeping this under the umbrella of relations, relationships, um, you really do dive in to help them look at some of the different things that are most all of us are going to face at different points. And so I'm fascinated to have you on um, and welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here and uh, see where the conversation goes today. Absolutely. Well, let's just jump right in because one of the things that you've uh, seemed to land in a lot of times is um, one of the things that happens all too often with women when they get married and then they want to have a family, there is this blessing or a curse, depending on Mm -hmm. your experience, probably of pregnancy, Mm -hmm. and then also the postpartum and what comes after it. And so that whole process, while it's a natural and it's a beautiful thing, Mm -hmm. and it's required for our species, obviously, uh, it can wreak havoc on the intimate sides of our lives for both men and women. So how did you find and fall into that as a, as kind of a a niche, but then also what do you keep seeing and that's that's kind of where we'll head today. I think that'll help the most. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, my background: I've been a sexual health um, educator for 14 years, and my journey to where I am today began when I was actually four months postpartum, uh, so six and a half years ago, and I was having a lot of vulvar pain when my husband and I tried to initiate intimacy again after having our baby. Okay. And I went to my midwife after about eight to 10 weeks and I was like, I'm still experiencing a lot of pain because I did have a second degree tear during birth, said everything was looking fine, but I was experiencing this pain. So I went to her, I was like, what's going on? How can I fix this? And her suggestion was to have a couple of glasses of wine and use more lubrication to relax. And so wrong. <laughs> right? And I, I was literally jaw dropped that that was the advice in that moment. I was also very hurt. Um, you know, my husband and I have great communication, but we were disconnected. And so I began researching how to heal myself okay. and how I could connect to my husband again. And this was beyond couples therapy. It wasn't that it was, how do I enjoy pleasure again? How do I heal my body mm-hmm. and make that connection, uh, you know, disconnect from the pain and enjoy the pleasure. And I find that this happens a lot for women during this postpartum phase that where they actually start to internalize that they are not able to be intimate with their, their spouse They start to feel a lot of guilt about it um, because they don't know what's going on with them. They think there's something wrong with them and they don't know how to communicate it. And it also sounds like sometimes when they do communicate it to people, they kind of chalk it up as, oh, it's okay, get over it or Mm -hmm. find ways to numb it or Mm -hmm. it'll correct itself or Mm -hmm. something to the effect of just ignoring it. Yeah, pretty much. It's, it's, 
this is the way life is now. You're a mom. Congratulations. (laughs) (laughs) Kiss your sex life goodbye. Right. And that's what a lot of, um, you know, and then for the male partner of that, right, they start to internalize it as she's not attracted to me anymore. Does she, does she love me anymore? Or there's a feeling of loneliness, mm-hmm. right? Because the mom and the baby are so bonded. They have to spend a lot of time together. Where do they fit in to this relationship now? Okay. I almost, so, see, it as, I almost see it as two things to interrupt you just real quick, Brianna. Yeah. That, um, obviously, that's a component that even on a normal, you're not experiencing any kind of vulvar pain or mm-hmm. any kind of issues. You, you use the window of, of recovery and then mm-hmm. everything, you know, you're kind of back into it, but you've got a whole different focus of a kid, of a baby. Yeah, that, that's just a natural thing. That's going to be one component. But then there's, I think, and there's another component in there of when you do have the pain, like you're describing, Mm-hmm. And if and if a wife doesn't have the wherewithal to bring it up mm-hmm. to her husband or seek out help, but almost as in, internalizing like you're describing can mm-hmm. happen, that becomes a whole nother kind of message trying to decipher and figure out what it is because it's not being communicated. She's not even aware of mm-hmm. what could be being communicated by not communicating it. And right. I mean, it, it can get so complicated so fast. Very much, very much so. And there's very, there's so many different um, books and resources and things for pregnancy and birth and baby, but there's nothing to support the couples on what to expect now that you're expecting, right? What's right. going to happen to your relationship right. during that time? And so that's what we are okay. trying to help with. <laughs> and so let's, let's kind of go through the process of this then. Is there... Mm-hmm. When you when you're talking about working with a wife that's that's coming in um, and she's in the pregnancy and now all of a sudden um, obviously body's changing, mm-hmm. hormones are changing, focuses are changing, energy is changing. I mean mm. the whole the whole world can just be turned upside down. Yeah. And my experience has been for some women, um, and tell me if this is conf- confirmation too. For some women, um, it can it can actually turn things on for them. Like the, the hormones get ramped up in a good way and they're like mm-hmm. raring to go there. You know, it, it's a huge aphrodisiac for their marriage and their for sex sure. life. Yeah. For other women, that's the reverse. Mm. And so what are some of the things that the ones that all of a sudden now there's an impact to the relationship, even though we know it will, that process ends ultimately, you know, nine mm. months ish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then you got the recovery time ish, however, you know, whatever that is, because there's a whole variable of that as well, physically Mm -hmm. and mentally and hormonally. Yeah. Um, What are some of the things to be looking out for at the beginning of this whole process of pregnancy, uh, relationally and individually? Yeah. And so we do work with, um, I do work with individual women, but we do work with couples in this aspect so that the male partner does have an understanding of what's happening in this Mm -hmm. as well. And so, Typically, women during the first trimester, because of the you know influx of hormones, that's when they are feeling the worst, and that's where I start to hear a lot of them say like, "I'm not my libido is dropped. I'm not wanting to be intimate with my partner. That's natural. That's okay." So, getting both partners to understand that, understanding what's happening through each week or each trimester physically for both partners, because. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the male might not be looking at all of the apps like we are, you know, like the women are, um, and seeing the growth. Um, so talking about what is actually happening physiologically 
that helps men are typically a lot more logical. They like yeah. to have like those pinpoints, yeah. right? Of Give things. me something and, tangible to kind of market and understand. Here's what's going on and here's exactly. how this plays out. Perfect. And then how can we support the mom during this phase where she's not having that increase in libido, which typically happens during the second trimester? So, you know, massages, baths, different ways we can connect in that way. Um, during the second trimester, if she is, you know, having that increase in libido, have fun, enjoy that, understand as the third trimester, especially late trimester starts to um, come up a lot of times, you know, very swollen, very uncomfortable, can't hardly move. Again, going back to cuddling, massage, bath or shower time together, different things that you can incorporate some physical intimacy when you can't actually have intercourse. Right. And so we kind of, when you are able to understand and expect what's going to happen, you don't feel blindsided and you get to prepare. Mm Mm-hmm. So you feel a lot more supported. And then again, the postpartum, um, I'm using air quotes, six weeks is when a lot of women are given the all clear. Men have that marked on their calendar. They know that date's coming. (laughs) They're like, okay, what'd they say? And they're like, I don't know. Like, I don't want to say. Right. (laughs) Because to, to fully heal from childbirth takes up to a year. Okay. And then you add in the, you know, she is nursing or pumping the, you know, that greatly impacts the estrogen, um, levels as well, which again, decreased libido, decreased, um, vaginal lubrication, arousal, all of that. So having the male partner understand that aspect of the body that she's going through, it's not that she's just not interested in it. It's not that she doesn't find you attractive. It's her body is constantly fluctuating every single day. And so when they have that understanding, they can figure out how to support each other. Okay. More well, fully. And can I add a little uh, addendum, I guess, too? And, yeah. and as a woman, tell me, tell me if I'm off on this, because this yeah. is, this is my mm-hmm. hunch on your statement of it's not that she doesn't find you as attractive mm-hmm. unless you are being a pouty little baby on not on having to adru- adjust to the disruption that's now happened and you are blaming that rather than manning up and dealing mm. with what's happened in life in a good way and being a good partner and ally in this whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. You know, when when she's, you know, not only stressing about what's going on with her body, how to take care of an infant and then also, you know, emotionally supporting her partner or spouse in this situation. That's where resentment can start to build up. Absolutely it would. And that that's and a that's a libido killer for everybody right absolutely. there. Absolutely. <laughs> right. Okay. So, yeah. So after so then you're talking about in the postpartum we're, we're talking about the variable of six weeks, the year, the markers that, you know, because some women, again, these are averages. Mm-hmm. These are across the board, but it's as unique as each person Absolutely. involved. Um, what are some of the things? Because when the hormones get so out of whack, mm-hmm. and, and I'm using that, as, that's a medical term, right? Yeah, you understand it is, yeah. that, right? That out of whack. <laughs> uh, that, you know, but we get way out of balance. You know, mm-hmm. one goes way high, one can go way low. They're never... Mm-hmm. In, in, you know, working for us, they works against us in some regards. Um, what do you, what do you kind of help women recognize? And then in turn, couples recognize during that real crunch time, if you will, because mm-hmm. 
this is that this is that struggle where yes baby and infant takes priority mm-hmm. but but marriage is still a priority too and Absolutely. so it's it's in some regards in it kind of framing it to where it's not an either or mm. it's a it's a both and but yeah. They still have to be cared for in different ways. Yeah, absolutely. That's such a good point. Um, you know, I think in society today, it's very easy to see um, couples putting their kids first ahead of the relationship. Mm-hmm. And it needs to be the opposite. Your relationship is first, then your kids. And so obviously in this situation, an infant needs you right. a lot more, Right. right. Now, it's you still have to make time for your relationship. And I think with um, women understanding what is actually, what do you need from your partner in your mm-hmm. relationship for yourself? Because a lot of times women, they, um, the constant caregiver, they're at home, they're trying to also take care of the home. And if they did go back to work, they're, they're, they're balancing all of these things. So talking about how to delegate duties that might not have been what they were before baby. Right. The, you know, husband or male partner, they can say, okay, I'm going to kind of help in this area to help you not feel as stressed about this. And when they're able to really involve themselves in that, it helps to take the pressure off of her. So then she is starting to feel more connected to them. Okay. Okay. If that's so you're, you're, you're talking about just clarifying some of the distinctions that happen now all of a sudden yeah. when focuses gets shifted and it, and it mm-hmm. becomes a priority of both parents to yeah. care for this new one that just came into mm-hmm. the world because you both mm-hmm. helped make it happen in some way or form. Mm-hmm. Um, it's recognizing there needs to be, I mean, renegotiation is the word that comes to my mind of, yeah. of, look, here's some of the things that happen now. So how do we work through this? And then also make sure marriage and our our dynamic doesn't just fall off the list. It may drop mm-hmm. down. I think that's a normal thing. It may drop down yes. for a short time. For a short but time. How yes. do you bring it back up? I mean, I... Mm-hmm. Pam and I almost stumbled into this, this looking back at it. This was one of the best choices we ever made mm-hmm. when our firstborn was 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 born and then second born uh two years later and we kind of mm-hmm. followed the same mad- model and it worked well where um with our firstborn I mean so Pam had a c-section so that meant um a little bit longer recovery physically right. for her because of you know surgery it was it was scars mm-hmm. and wound wound care and and everything else and so she need, she had to get back up on her feet and move around and like mm-hmm. most women that's kind of encouraged to get working, get moving yeah. again, just for your body to get and function again real well. We started walking every night just because mm-hmm. we had Sydney in May. And so it worked perfectly into the early parts of summer here in Texas, yeah. great weather. And we walked, I think, almost every single night until mid to late August. Mm-hmm. And looking back, that gave us time where we were talking while walking every single night. Yeah. And she was just kind of hanging out in the in the stroller, looking around, and we're kind of watching everything. But we mm-hmm. kind of got in this routine, and, and looking back at it, that was a incredibly helpful relational move that we just yeah. did by accident, <laughs> more than anything. And yeah. then it was like we got to repeat that with the second one because that helped us because mm-hmm. we had time where 
we're just con- connecting in different ways through talk that yeah. was huge for our relationship. Yeah. I think that's, oh, that's so good that you guys were able to do that. And such a great point too, because it doesn't have to be these big, you know, grandiose gestures of, of things. Right. And sometimes, you know, depending on your life, you might not have, um, family, friends, anybody to watch the baby, but you can take time to go and do stuff together. Right. Like you said, take a walk, sit outside, have some sort of connection time. Yeah is so important and making that a priority, sticking to that, not checking out, watching Netflix or scrolling on your phone or right. anything like that. And, um, yeah, that's well, really there's good. also, there's also that benefit of, you know, sleep when the baby's sleeping. And so you get a chance to nap together when the baby's yeah. napping too. I mean, or, or yeah. something, because I think if we can, don't we have the ability as humans to reframe things, the same things we do, I can reframe it mm. and do it and get a different benefit out of it. Yeah. Yeah. And as you say that, you know, that's advice that, you know, women hear all the time is sleep when the baby sleeps, but in the moment we feel guilty for doing so because we think that, okay, well they're sleeping. So this is my time to do all of the things. Get all the to-do do. list done. Yeah. Right. Because <laughs> then, you know, if you didn't have that conversation beforehand with your partner about the restructuring of responsibilities around the house, they're thinking, I have to clean the house before they get home. I have to get dinner ready. I ha-. Okay. There's a lot of things that start to come in. And so they're not actually resting and taking that time. And then that starts to feed into the resentment too of I'm doing all of these things mm-hmm. and there's no support here. And so it's a cycle if it's not talked about beforehand. And do you find that a lot of that dynamic is actually unspoken more often than not? Yes. On it's just it's just not even clarified. It's just kind of this expectation that it, mm-hmm. if he's you know because it, it puts both of them in a really precarious spot. Yeah, it really uh, does. He he comes home going seriously. You think that I'm and she's like, but I thought you know we we weigh we put all this weight on each other and ourselves, yeah. not even recognizing we're doing it when it could be thwarted in some regards. Mm-hmm. If I would just say, hey, help me understand something. I know that this mm-hmm. matters to you, but during this phrase, this phase it's probably not going to get done. Yeah. <laughs> just making sure yeah. you're aware. Not that I'm and asking you for your permission for it. I'm just telling you. Mm. Yes. Yeah. And it's so interesting in today's society, we are the most disconnected we've ever been. Mm-hmm. Like we, we use the phrase, you know, it takes a village because it literally took a village Right. Hundreds of, right. To raise a kid. It wasn't always the responsibility was not always on the mom solely to run the household, to take care of the kids, to, you know, also be there for their partner. And so figuring out again, redelegating duties around the house and asking for help, accepting help from others and find your community that can support you during this as well. Finding an outlet for the male partner, if he needs to go ride bikes or rock climb. So he's feeling like he's doing something so he can come back and then she can go do something and, mm-hmm. you know, encourage her to get out of the house and take time for herself. So she is not feeling like she's drowning. Yeah. That's, that's the self-care model, mm-hmm. right? Of like yeah. what, what helps, what's replenishing, replenishing me and restorative for me. Mm-hmm. That some of that's relational. Absolutely. We can, yeah. we can help you know, recharge each other in, mm-hmm. in, in good ways. But some of that also has nothing to do with my partner or my child. 
Right. We do. We have to to take responsibility of that. Yeah. We have to take responsibility and ownership of that. When we are taking care of ourselves, we get to show up as better partners Mm -hmm. and we get to show up as better parents. Mm -hmm. Which that means the people we care about get the benefit. But the most important thing is we get the benefit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Ourselves. Yeah. So I find that a lot for women is they feel like they have to just stay in it. They do all of the things and then they get burnt out and they have resentment and nobody wins. Okay. So, okay. Well, (laughs) hopefully there's an element of understanding that if we can just have the courage to speak up, have the courage to claim what I'm trying to claim. Cause I think that's, again, there's a, there's a human resilience factor in here of when I speak for what it is I need, even if I don't get it, I still have earned me a little bit better. Yeah. And I think that's kind of what you're describing all the way through this, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. So Brianna, how, how can people find more of, of what it is you offer and what you do? Yeah. So I am on Instagram. It's, um, underscore Brianna underscore Carrie underscore. Um, you can message me there. I have, um, intimacy evolution.com also has all of my information. Perfect. Well, Brianna, thank you so much for the work you do with, uh, women in this all too important stage of life because there needs to be more voices to help normalize and help get a better path forward for the for everything that women will face and men too because yeah. relationships you know one of the byproducts of having sex is you could bring a kid into the world and that's going to be disruptive but it doesn't have to be forever just disruptive absolutely yes thank you so much for having me what's well, interesting because this is one of those things that uh, as as relationships evolve. Uh, and there are dramatic, demonstrable differences that will change the relationship, mm-hmm. i.e. having a child. Yeah. <laughs> right? Because it nothing is the same after that happens. No. And yeah. Sorry. I think I'm cutting you off. I, I'm just listening to it thinking this is where intimacy comes in. This mm-hmm. is where the changes, we figure out the nuances of us and our spouse. And we're, we're, we're hitting the hard times when... It's not all running smooth potentially, and we got to figure out how to make this work together. Right, and you could be uh, among the people in the nation where it really has felt like it's never run smooth. True. And so here's some true, ways true, to true. ask some questions, because the way you talked about it at this very beginning, Pam, of the idea of how do I find pleasure, mm-hmm. that's applicable in a lot of different ways, not just sexually. Absolutely. Where do I find things that are pleasurable, restorative, uh, enjoyable, Mm -hmm. bring a smile, stir something in me, uh, sexually or otherwise? Because all of those are paths to living life more vibrantly and alive. Right. Well, transcripts are available on each of the show's pages. Uh, If you find each episode's page, you'll find transcripts at the bottom of those pages. Advertisers' deals and discounts are also available on each episode's pages at passionatelymarried.net. Please consider supporting those who support the show. Well, whatever stage you're in, in your marriage, or whatever stage you're entering into in your marriage, if you know of somebody that could benefit from this because you're walking alongside them, it's a great compliment if you share our show with them. So however you've taken a little bit of time out to spend it with us, thank you, and we'll see you next time.